the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I am Dan Ratcliffe. It is Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday. Welcome to Thirsty Thursday. We know you're thirsty for all that we have today. We're going to fill you up. What do you think about that, Dan? Let's fill everybody up. I like it. I'm thirsty, but uh, not for us. I'm just thirsty for a glass of water or something. So, (laughs) While Dan looks for some water, uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what's going on. By the way, if uh, you miss a Faith Talk Live, check out our podcast, faithtalkatlanta.com. Or if you just want to hear it again, just go to faithtalkatlanta.com or wherever you get your podcasts. There's all, all right, kinds what, of stuff on faithtalkatlanta.com, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can win stuff. You can, uh, I mean, NASCAR. I mean, you don't get that every day that you can win tickets to NASCAR, right? NASCAR. And, and, and new on faithtalkatlanta.com today, there's a whole banner about women of the fish. Which may sound like a strange thing out of context, but, you know, our, our sister station, The Fish, uh, is having a women's event. So you can find out more about that. We can talk about that later, though. I, I, there's the way you said that, the way you said that, it almost sounded like a movie from back in one of those horror movies from back in the 60s. Women of, women the, of fish. the Fish. <laughs> <laughs> in theaters now, but, rated R. <laughs> Hey, Chick-fil-A in Royers Ford, Pennsylvania now, having uh, kids under 16, uh, they are banned from the Chick-fil-A, and uh, they've got to have a chaperone because I read the headline, I was like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, Mm -hmm. People are, I guess, across the street or nearby, there's like a place where kids can go and uh, like, well, we would like a, a... you know, they could play pinball or whatever. I just have a good time. Pin- Who plays An pinball arcade. anymore? Nobody, do those kids, yeah. do, do kids play in arcades anymore? You know, are there arcades anymore for that matter? Uh, uh, they play well, it all David, at home now. Yeah. Well, that, whatever it is that they have, it's, a, it's a, an arcade like. After they're done with their fun and frolic over there, they go over mm. to the next door to the Chick fil A. And apparently there's, they're getting into where the, you know, where the kids usually play with the, with the, do they still have the ball things and mm. in, in, at the Chick-fil-A? I thought they had closed all those since COVID. Oh, maybe they did, but uh, they're, they're just having a rough time with the teens there. So now they have to have a, a chaperone. So, kids, so listen, don't leave your kids at Chick-fil-A by themselves unless they're 16 mm-hmm. plus. Right. Exactly. Now I'm hungry for a Chick- Chick-fil-A sandwich. A chickalay sandwich? <laughs> Not a chicklet, but a chickalay sandwich. How about chicklets on a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich? Now, when you get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, do you get the I always I'm I'm such a creature of habit. Because I love the original Chick-fil-A sandwich, mm-hmm. I always get the number one, which is yeah. the Chick-fil-A with the wa- waffle fries, delicious, 
and for me, a bottle of water. I don't usually drink soda. But uh, some people, uh, I won't mention their names in my family, they veer off the traditional path. And uh, <laughs> they, t- they tend to go get like a, a club sandwich or uh, the one with um, just the extras on it. But I, I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm a diehard number one original Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's delicious. I wish I could eat 10 of them. I switch it up sometimes, but I usually get the number one, but I get extra pickles because I love the pickles. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. I do the pickles. Uh, And a lot of times I'll do the fries, but if I'm trying to be healthier, which I need to be, I'll get the the side kale crunch salad, which is actually pretty good if they put enough dressing on it. Um, So it it depends. I guess I'm not really a creature of habit in that sense, but. I just love those waffle fries so much I do that too. I'm like, I just forget about my good health and because I don't yeah. really need the salt personally because of my high blood pressure, but they're so delicious. Me, me too. But the, and those fries are just perfectly shaped to hold all that Polynesian <laughs> sauce for me. <laughs> I just spoon it in. Do you think they have people in, uh, in a room somewhere back in the day in the drawing room where they figure out and they're going, let's make a thing that fits perfectly in your hand and, and holds the sauce. Cause you know, now my kids uh, do the, uh, not the Polynesian sauce, but the honey mm-hmm. mustard. So they'll right. take the honey mustard and dip it. So it's mm-hmm. gotta be a dippable, a dippable side. Right. Yeah. Well, and the only problem with the uh, waffle fries, obviously, is they have holes in it, so it, it can drip through. Now, if they made like a, you know, those Tostito scoops that are like, a, if they made a waffle fry scoop that didn't have holes in it, that would be perfect. Now, you know how much I love Tostito scoops? I could eat them without scooping, I, with anything yeah. in the scoop. I just yeah. eat them. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Me too. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an addiction. It's called food. F-U-D, food. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, my wife keeps telling me, yeah, all right, you need to, you need to start exercising and you need to watch, watch your diet. And so the doctor too, cause it, you know, my wait, Kathy's talking pressure. to you too. <laughs> <laughs> the blood, pre- it's not easy. I'm at the age where I'm like, I don't care, but I should care. Cause <laughs> exactly. I want to be Thank around, you. you know? And it's like, why can't I eat Tostitos? chips could yeah. i put that in my smoothie in the morning <laughs> <laughs> he i don't think that tastes good actually little crunchies in your smoothie you know hey we all know that uh inflation has affected uh, like our groceries i mean you go to the store and you know two three four bags of groceries will cost you 80 to 100 bucks it's crazy yeah Last year, people that uh, were usually kids, right? Nobody else puts their teeth under their their pillow. They got $5.36 a tooth. Now, this year, because of inflation, $6.23 a tooth. For a tooth? For a tooth. That's crazy. So, I used to get a dime or a, or a quarter. I think the highest I ever got, and, and I'm older, I think dad sprung for a quarter. And I think that was pushing it for dad. Mother probably badgered him to death to, to leave the quarter. He was good with a, a nickel or a, or a dime. Yeah. You know, but well, I was 16. I was 16. I needed it for gas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
you were still losing teeth or were you pulling them out? I need gas. Well, that's my thought now. If I pull out all my teeth and I put them under my pillow there you and go. I get six, then you can get false teeth and pull those out and just make it a whole racket. I mean, <laughs> my dad has, uh, my dad has had, uh, false top teeth ever since I can remember as a kid. Mm. And then a few years ago, he decided to go ahead and get the bottoms. And uh, he he misses. There's some stuff he just can't eat because of the because of the teeth. But uh, I I still do that with Jake because I have to still brush Jake's teeth because he's not able to to uh, maneuver and brush his own teeth. You know, I because sometimes it gives me a hard time. I say, look, do you want to have teeth like your pawpaws? Well, usually it's no. It's no, I don't want you, you know, because it's, I mean, dad can eat some stuff, but there's some stuff he can't, he can't eat an an apple off the thing. He's got to cut it, which is, you know, maybe not a big deal. Some steak he can't eat. Uh, He's got to cut every, he's got to cut up, he's got to, you know, he's got to cut up everything really kind of fine, not liquidy, but fine. And so I, you know, that's what I would use on Jake. Well, do you want teeth like Paul Paul? No. Well, one day I think he just got sick of me asking him. He said, "Yes, I want teeth like Paul Paul." <laughs> no, I want my don't. teeth to fall out, Dad. <laughs> Speaking of exercise, eleven minutes of exercise, according to experts, a day eleven minutes could po- positively uh, uh, impact your life, like brisk walking. I don't know what brisk walking is there. I mean, how can you tell if you're brisk walking? Is that like, I I guess if you're starting to get out of breath, that's brisk. Maybe. Uh, Okay. Dancing, uh, which, uh, Dan and Kathy do with George Strait in the kitchen. So they're getting (laughs) exercise, riding a bike, playing tennis or hiking. So there you go. Hmm. If you do it, if you do it every day, 11 minutes, huh? I need to do that. Yes, That's not very too. long, is it? It's just doing it. No, but but on our, our health thing, we have to do at least 30 minutes. Why can't they reduce it to 11 minutes and have that count for us exercising for the day? You know, you've got a great point. And I do this every year. I've, it ends up that I, I have to buy a Fitbit either every year or every year and a half because they don't last that. They haven't lasted that long for me anyway. But yeah. getting those points for... uh um, for vitality and Fitbit and, and mm-hmm. helping out. And I love it because the points that you get, then you can trade it in and, and you can get stuff. And I always like getting yeah. stuff like get a year. Support, like a year. Yeah, I do too. We buy a year supply of Tostitos. That's perfect. Mm. That's just what mm. I need. Tostitos scoops. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right. You said something about women of the fish when we started, uh, what's going women on with fish. <laughs> Wish we had a sound it's effect a, of like a glub glub, like a glub. That's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Uh, it's coming up uh, at the Metropolitan Club May 4th in Alpharetta. Uh, the Women of Fifth, Fifth, <laughs> the Women of the Fish, encouraging night out. You can find out all the details at faithtalkatlanta.com. Yeah. Check it out, ladies. It's going to be amazing. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. 
Always a pleasure to talk with Pastor Alistair Begg. He, of course, the host of Truth For Life there in a studio. Pastor, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Rick. Uh, as good as I can be. Now, the last <laughs> yeah, time the last we time talked- we talked to you, you weren't in the studio. You were in front of Edinburgh Castle, but now you're in front. Yeah. Of, now you're in the studio. Is is that yeah, better or is, is that worse? <laughs> I, well. I'd like to be in front of Edinburgh Castle right now, but <laughs> this, is, uh, this is as good Me as we too. can do this morning. Yeah. It, it's always good to hear from uh, Alistair uh, live. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, you can hear his, uh, his amazing teaching on Truth For Life here at Faith Talk Atlanta. Uh, Alistair, I wanted to talk to you a, a little bit. A lot of things uh, on our hearts and our minds. Here we are, March of 2023. Uh, I saw a video, and I can't remember if it was last year's or this year's, and it was a special pastor's conference I think you had at your church, and you allowed them to ask you questions. Oh, yeah. And and I loved it because uh, I loved how you handled it. You know, to me, I would be really, really tense, but you were really cool about it. I think somebody mentioned exercise, and and it's almost like you were doing a stand-up routine, which was very, very funny. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I just thought, hey, let's see if we can get Alistair back on the show, because there are a lot of pastors out there. You know, we're we've, we're post COVID uh, folks trying to shake the trees and get numbers and trying different things. And the old stuff's not working and folks are disappointed. And I thought, you know, since you really have a lot of wisdom and you spoke to those pastors that you would speak to the pastors that watch us and listen to us here uh, maybe some tips, some some insights. Uh, do we just keep on keeping on? What sh- what should what should they do? Well, it's it's interesting. The thing that you're referring to is uh, I I assume our basics conference, and um, we began that in 2000, and we said, well, let's have a, a conference for pastors. Somebody said, what should we call it? I said, well, let's just call it basics. And then when it came to the next year, they said, well, what will we call it this year? And I said, well, why don't we just call it Basics 2001? <laughs> and, uh, so, so we really don't, we, we're not the idea guys, that's for sure. Because, you know, now we are just a, a few weeks away from Basics 2023. And I think the, the thing that is so foundational and so easily missed is that as pastors, as servants of the word of God, I mean, we have the greatest story ever told. We've got the best news that is uh, available in this entire, you know, increasingly collapsing world. And so one of the things that I'm wanting to say, first of all, to myself is that, uh, you know, when Paul is getting ready to leave Timothy, he passes the baton to him and he says, you know, there's going to be all kinds of chaos going on. But as for you, keep your head, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist and discharge all the duties of your ministry. And those are, if you like, the the basics of pastoral ministry. And sure, the context changes and the framework that we've been living in for these past months is definitely very different. We know that here as well. But the the temptation is to think, well, we better find another way to do this. When Mm -hmm. in actual, we may have to be a little more creative in the way that we communicate. We may have to work a little harder on our and our preparation. I mean, some of us uh, should be taken out and beaten for the uh, the lack of preparation that uh, needs to be part and parcel of standing before uh, a group of people on a, on a regular basis. And uh, 
that is that's not for the faint of heart Hmm. i love that sorry go ahead rick sorry dan i meant i wanted to do a a follow-up with that and I, i i should have signaled you sorry about that alistair Begg with us live uh the host of truth for life i think i also was and i love that uh pastor what you just said i think i was also moved by you told a story when you uh i think started at the church where you pastor now which has been what how many years now over 20 right no it comes it will be 40 this year 40 40 and in the beginning they trusted you or they wanted you to both manage and and pastor and you you were very (laughs) candid about your that you just are not a manager and i thought wow I mean, that's the thing. Find out what it is that you are. It, it's your zone and hire somebody else to do all the, the bean counting, right? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to devalue what all the other things my colleagues do by calling it bean counting. <laughs> well, it's not. But, but no, I mean, the, the one thing, the, the idea of looking to an individual as if the individual has within the framework of his spiritual life and um, intellectual capacity, uh, all the necessary bits and pieces to make something like this really happen. Uh, you know, there might be one or two people like that, but it, I'm certainly not one of them. And most of the guys I know aren't either. But you're not really supposed to acknowledge your inadequacy. You're supposed to present yourself as somebody who knows. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it was what really drove me to that, but I felt that it was it was vital if we were going to stay together beyond the seven-year mark, yeah. which is now 33 years ago, Wow! Uh, mm-hmm. to say, if this is what you want this person to do, then you're going to need another person because this is not what I am put together to do. And I, I remember mm-hmm. I told the guys that one of the fellows said, I think that's because you're lazy. And yeah. I said, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually because I'm incompetent. And then, and then we had... So there was there was a, like a twelve month period where I was working really hard to prove just how incompetent I really am, <laughs> and I was clearly successful because uh, the, co- the the colleague that has been with me now for these last years is, uh, you know, uh, behind uh, under the radar is actually uh, foundational to uh, the way everything works. All right, I love that you were successful in showing how incompetent you were. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. Alistair Begg, uh, and uh, we're talking uh, just about post-COVID uh, pastors, and also I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts, Alistair, on the recent revivals that we're seeing in college campuses. Obviously, we've heard of the Asbury revival that's going on in Asbury College, and it looks like it's starting to spread to some other colleges as well. Your your thoughts on, on that? Well, uh, I haven't been there to um, participate and I only know what has been reported. Um, right. I, I would want to set that against the backdrop of revivals within the framework of history, uh, mm-hmm. the revivals in Wales, the revivals in Scotland, which, of course, as you would expect, came about in um, unspectacular ways, could not be explained, really. The idea of you know elderly women uh, praying... Uh, nobody really knowing and out of that kind of environment you have this whole new uh, development that's something very very different from uh, college and university students getting together and uh, so I want to rejoice in every in every evidence of 
a, a vibrant moving on the part of anybody, young people, college mm -hmm. students for sure. Um, but this, it seems to me, just as an observer, has a lot to do with emotion. It has a lot to do with mm -hmm. singing. It has a lot to do with that kind of community dimension, which right. was not was not part and parcel of uh, things that have gone before. That, of course, doesn't mean it it's in any way um, inferior. But uh, I, I don't, as I say, I don't know. I want to rejoice in every in every evidence of the moving of God, particularly right. amongst our young college population. Alice yeah, and, and that's. Go ahead, Dad. Sorry. I, I was just going to say that's that's what I was most excited about is because that age group just seems to be so desirous of just leaving the faith and turning their backs on it, and to see that happening at a college campus, uh, I, I to me at least that gives me a little bit more hope for for that that generation. Yeah, but again, it's very very important that um, whenever there's whenever there is. Uh, an evidence of the moving of the Spirit of God. It is mm -hmm. always going to drive people to the Word of God, and it is always yes. going to drive people to the Son of God. So that yes. if 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 it goes along a track that doesn't ultimately take you there, then you might wonder really what's going on. I mean, some of the somebody just saying to me earlier today that uh, they have a a child at one of the professed Christian colleges in the South, and mm -hmm. uh, their their student as a freshman in uh, Bible 101, was introduced to a lecture on how the Bible uh, may be viewed as a collection of myths. Hmm. And this is at a, this is at a, a professed, you know, a, a college that would regard itself as being within the Christian ethos. So it yeah, shows yeah. you just how vitally important it is that whenever we see evidences of that, that people then are being anchored in the truth of God's Word. Yeah. So good. Pastor Alistair Begg, host of Truth For Life. You hear that here at Faith Talk Atlanta. We've got a couple of minutes left. Pastor, thanks for your time. The Deeper Faith Mediterranean Cruise coming up August 26th uh, through uh, September the 4th. And uh, usually do the Deeper Faiths uh, every year. You're looking forward to this one, no doubt, right? Yes, I am. It's a privilege. I mean, it's nice that Salem gives me the invitation. I, I don't know if they've run out of uh, speakers or, <laughs> or, just, or just what it is. But uh, and and so far, I haven't been thrown overboard like Jonah. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I know it's a wonderful opportunity to meet people that uh, uh, listen to the program and uh, uh, want to connect. And of course, uh, to be able to uh, teach the Bible as we float on the sea is again, just to keep doing what I do. I mean, they're not asking me to do something that is out with the framework or pushes into the realm of my incompetencies. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Alistair Begg, if you'd like to check out the Deeper Faith Cruise, you can go to our website, faithtalkatlanta.com. It is in August, August 26th through September the 4th, and uh, you will have an amazing time. Truthforlife.org, uh, another great website to go to, and of course, listen to the show. Uh, Truth for Life with Alistair Bragg every Monday through Friday here at Faith Talk Atlanta. Pastor, as always, we know you're busy, but thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. It's a privilege always to talk to you both. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Dan. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.